Hi guys, welcome back to Mirror Printer. This is Jacqueline, your host. Today I'm going to be talking about 2017 life lesson and what my upcoming goals are for 2018. Not just my personal, but the goals for my podcast as well. I think it's important to talk about that because it's a way to hold myself accountable throughout the year. Now, through my friend's um, recommendation who listened to the podcast and loved it, she said, although that she loved it, that she wanted me to talk more about myself, my journey, and why I decided to relaunch the podcast. As some of you may or may not know, I had a podcast a few years ago. Now, the first time that I launched it was because I just wasn't seeing enough women of color in the podcast world who were entrepreneurs. Um, Although I love podcasts and I listen to a lot of them, um, a lot of them were white men. And, you know, not to take away from their knowledge and their wisdom and what they had to share, because I certainly appreciated it, but I just felt like I wanted to see more women like myself and women that I was surrounded by. I wanted to help change the face of the podcast world. And also at the time, and even up to today, the largest growing number of entrepreneurs are women of color. And the podcast world wasn't really reflective of that. So fast forward to today, I decided to relaunch the podcast because besides missing the connection and the interviews and the knowledge that these women had to share, um, and also, of course, having created a platform, I wanted to talk about something that I feel was really important when it comes to becoming, you know, not only an entrepreneur, but when we're pursuing our dreams and our dream life, and that is transition. I think that transition is something that is so big for it's such a big journey and I think especially for women because if you think about it you know we're going to college or we're leaving home for the first time and becoming women in a man's world essentially we're becoming girlfriends and wives and mothers and you know all the while still trying to maintain our identity and pursue our purpose And I feel that transition is just so linked to identity and our beliefs. And there's just not enough women speaking on the topic or enough stories being told. And again, when I was doing my research, um, I found that the majority that, you know, were talking about it or writing about it were white women. And again, not to take away from the knowledge and the research, because I certainly appreciate it, but being that women of color, you know, are my first love and highlighting our stories and creating a platform for that is so important, whether it's in a big or small way. Um, I just thought that I needed to really start, you know, talking about that and bringing those stories forward and being a part of changing what that looks like, right? Um, So moving forward, talking about, you know, my, you know, we're starting out to talk about my transition is that I am um, a single mom and I don't know if many of you know but I have a daughter that went to college and at the time I was 37 years old I don't know a lot of 37 year olds that have kids in college (laughs) Um, I certainly don't but um, I fell into a very big depression at that time 
and I understood it, you know, obviously from an empty nester's perspective, but it was bigger than that for me. I had based my whole identity around being a single mom, which at the time was fine because it allowed me to become the best provider that I could be, the best example that I could be. It motivated me to move up in the, you know, move up in the corporate world and to have an immense belief in myself and my abilities. And it just evolved me not only into a better mother, but a better woman. The only thing was that I just got consumed by that title and I made that identity and my daughter my everything. And when I no longer had that tie and my daughter was gone, it just made me question everything, like who I was. And I wondered how I had allowed myself to be so consumed and lost by that. And I wondered, you know, who was I now going to be moving forward? And again, I just felt lost and I sunk into this very deep depression. And, you know, to be quite frank with you and very transparent, um, I felt, you know, I faced job loss and I faced having to downsize and now having to look for a new job and a new place to live and even the possibility of having to go back to my hometown. And it was in that time that my first, you know, lesson showed up. And that was learning the difference between friends and acquaintances. You know, for me, what I was going to do is that I was going to make the best out of a really bad situation. So I thought, okay, let me stay with a friend for a month while I'm figuring out my finances. And then that falls through. I reach out to other people I knew and then that keeps falling through. And then my money's running out and people that I can reach out to is running out as well and you know I'm not from LA and so I don't have a family out here and the really close friends that I do have have their own families they're married they have kids and you know at the time they lived too far away from the job that I just was blessed to find last minute so like what do I do when I tell you I was away like a hair away from living in my car and like facing homelessness I'm not exaggerating and it's then that I noticed like who were the people that were really checking up on me looking out for you know my well-being and really showing up for me in a small you know in small and big ways to do what they can to help people who I thought you know I barely knew or who hardly had contact with are giving me the love and assurance you know, the motivation to push forward and those who I thought were friends were revealing themselves to only be acquaintances and never hearing from them again. Um, I had to really humble myself and reach out to people and kind of explain the situation that I was in. Um, And when I did that, it was, you know, it was difficult for me because being a single mom, I had always figured out every which way to make things work. I mean, I figured out a thousand things and I always made it work. And I was now in a position where I could not make things work. 
And a lot of that had to do with my emotional state. When I had my daughter, I didn't have time to break down. I didn't have time to be sad. I didn't have time for all of that. I had to compartmentalize that and just kind of get over it because somebody was depending on me. And that person was a priority. And I did not have time for the emotional weight because someone was relying on me to put a roof over their head, to feed them, to guide them, to be strong for them, to be fearless even in a sense. And in this situation, when you don't have anybody counting on you or checking up on you or doing none of those things, you tend, or at least I did, I just kind of fell by the wayside. I let my depression and my financial state just like take me down a rabbit hole that I found very impossible to get out of. Because again, there wasn't this little girl constantly asking me questions or like looking at me for guidance. Um, I didn't have that. So that in itself, you know, being sad about, you know, having that emptiness, my daughter's off to college, me still being very young, having these financial problems, it just kind of spirals into like this dark place. And in that dark place, um, I didn't have the finance and I didn't have the friendships that I thought I had. And I had to, you know, part of me was angry, but then at the same time, I really needed to evaluate those friendships and those acquaintances and then realize who was really showing up, who was really calling to check up on me, who was really seeing, you know, what I needed. And then realizing, you know, I could have gotten angry or bitter or like, oh, this person, that, but I really had to take a good look at myself and then realize, well, maybe I wasn't the friend that I needed to be, or maybe, um, I needed to really see who was a friend and who was an acquaintance and really just see that, that, you know, that God, that the creator was showing me, this is the difference. These are who your friends are these are the people that are going to look out for you and you need to see that you need to really evaluate the difference so that's the first thing the second thing was humility um really being humble for me because i had raised a daughter because you know i was always able to figure everything out because i was older um I kept telling myself, I'm supposed to be here, I'm supposed to be making this much money, you know, I'm supposed to, you know, be at a certain place in my life, and I really had to humble myself at that age, um, that money, that knowledge, that, you know, all of that stuff really doesn't matter, um, when there is so many different situations from, for anyone at any age, anything can happen, you can get sick, you can have financial issues, someone can die, you can go through so many changes in your life, your age, your status, your, you know, your intelligence, your education, all of that, it doesn't matter, it doesn't discriminate, um, so sometimes you really have to humble yourself and own what is happening around you, what is crumbling, what is going on, and you just have to humble yourself, um, that is okay, Things happen to people, and people get in bad situations, and we have to figure out a way to get out of them. And sometimes you're not in the emotional state 
that you would hope you'd be in. You know, we tell ourselves, oh, like, that'll never happen to me, or I'll never allow myself to be in that situation, or I have this and this and that. But the truth is, we don't know. Sickness, death, financial, you know, things can happen, and there are things that are out of our control. And thinking that we know more than the universe, thinking that we know more than that person because that person got in that situation because of this, what we don't know that. Um, so humbling myself really was the second thing that I really needed to realize that my ego needed to go one way and that I really needed to humble myself in this situation if I was going to get through it. Um, and number three was empathy. I really started to learn empathy because I thought that I had empathy before, but it's funny because in the situation that I was in, you know, trying to find a place to live, trying to figure all this out, going through, you know, the emotional of figuring out who's my, who's a friend, who's not, um, in the process of being humble, all of that, um, I really learned what empathy was. And it's funny because empathy was being shown to me, and that's how I learned it. You know, like real empathy. I... In the state that I was in, you know, I'm putting stuff in storage. I'm, you know, trying to figure stuff out. And in that process, um, you know, complete strangers being kind, asking me how I'm doing, people holding the door open as I'm trying to move stuff into storage, um, even in traffic, while I'm trying to get in and I'm going through all this chaos and people allowing me to get in front of them, stopping, you know, it was all these like, kind things from strangers that really touched my heart because there were points where I thought nobody was there for me and people just being kind just for the sake of being kind and that people were strangers and they didn't really know me just really let me empathize that you never know what anybody is going through and you should just always come from a place of kindness and give people a smile because you don't know how much that changes their day or their outlook because I know it did for me and I never thought about that you know we're all like you know we of course I feel like people try to be as kind you know nobody's trying to be rude and people have a bad day but I also realize how important it is to be kind and give people a smile and then I realized that I was a lot more empathetic with people that were rude the people that were obnoxious the people were just outright just mean um because I recognized that they were probably going through something and it was allowing them to take over their life where they just weren't even conscious of other people they were just mad and I started being a lot more empathetic with people that weren't so kind and I kept thinking to myself, oh, they must be going through something. Something's going on in their life. And that's why they're acting that way. That has nothing to do with me. Because I know I was going through stuff. And maybe I wasn't being as nice as I needed to be. Um, so learning real empathy was probably um, the third thing. Excuse me. The third, the third thing. <laughs> I can't talk today, guys. <laughs> the third thing that I learned this year. Um, number four was letting go. And when I mean letting go, I mean letting go of the control that I thought I had. 
because again, when I was a single mom, I always felt like I had to be five ten five steps to ten step ahead and I had to have control of everything and that really meant having a lot of control of myself you know always having to put this brave face always having one thing figured out and even when I didn't I was going to figure it out and it was going to get solved in like 10 different ways um and I held on to to trying to control the outcome by having like a thousand plans right and in this situation I couldn't control anything it seemed like everything was being pulled away from me um and it was a lot and I thought you know why is this happening why is everything continuing to fall apart if I have a million plans if I'm doing what I used to do in the past and that's having well this plan didn't work well let's do plan c well c didn't work well plan f and then plan f turned into y and then z and it's like oh my god I don't have any more plans because all these other plans were supposed to work out I'm not understanding how I got to plan z and there are no other plans because I planned so many like I don't understand and it was understanding that I was being constantly shown that I don't have control of anything and I'm gonna just have to let go and I'm gonna have to just trust that the universe that God that the creator is gonna take care of me and that started to show up when I thought, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to end up in my car. Or I feel like this is not going to work out. How did I get here? It will work out. I found a sublease. And then I found, you know, another place to stay. And then another place to stay. And then stuff started to get figured out without me. Without none of my plans. None of the stuff that I had set out, that I said it was going to work. All of that stuff didn't even work out and other things that I didn't even think of that were even so much better for me worked out you know I have gotten a new job and it's you know further away from where I used to live and I am over here like oh my god let me find a place around here or let me you know this and I ended up finding a place that's like 10 minutes from my job where I don't have to deal with traffic. And then if you live in LA, that's a dream life. Living 10 minutes away from your job is a dream life when it comes to commuting in LA. And not just that, but living in a place that you feel safe. And I didn't provide that. My 50 plans didn't provide that. The universe provided that for me. And the universe was telling me that didn't work out because you need to be here. All of this starts started falling apart because you need to be here. Um, so my next lesson um, after letting go, number five, is understanding that everything falls apart and everything falls apart for a reason. And getting to that point was not easy. It when everything falls apart, your spirit feels like it's broken and when I tell you everything started falling apart when I talk about all my plans when I when I tell you that you know people started you know backing out of stuff and I thought I had this resolved and I thought I had that resolved and it's okay because I have 
this plan and everything started falling apart, it takes a very big toll on you. And it's like a crumbling house, a building coming down on top of itself. It's like the domino effect. It's like one thing after another, after another, and you keep asking yourself, how much can I take? And it feels like the universe is continuing to kick you in the stomach. Yes, just when you think you've gotten over one hurdle, two, three, four, and you're like, you're still keeping the faith. You're still trying to stay as positive as you can, and everything after another starts falling apart. It's just like this cannot be happening right now. It's like, why does it, you know, the universe hates me? You start to ask yourself. But everything falls apart, you know, from the sixth lesson. And that is not just to rebuild. Um, because a lot of people say that, that everything falls apart to, you know, rebuild. But for me, everything fell apart so that things could be restructured. You cannot do new things in your, in your life with an old blueprint, you can't build things, new things, greater things, grander things for yourself with the old way of doing things. And you have to learn to restructure. And restructuring has to do with you restructuring things emotionally, you know, with thinking differently, how things are supposed to move out. And that's what started happening for me. I had to now rebuild something and start building a new plan a new way of thinking and how is all this going to happen if I was still stuck in the old way of thinking in the old way of being a single mom and raising a daughter I don't have that anymore yes I still have a daughter but my daughter doesn't depend on me she depends on herself she's living her life and now I have to live mine and I cannot stay in that mindset and think that I'm going to live my life if I'm still trying to think the old way where I was focused only on my daughter. I have to now focus on myself and learn what it means to be just me. What do I want? What is next for me? And I have to figure that out. And I have to learn to rebuild that. And number seven a lesson for 2017 is that I am a lot stronger than I know and for a lot of us I think we know we're strong because of the stuff that we've been through but we don't really know how strong you really are and when I say that is emotionally strong on what you can really take having things fall apart having all these plans and you know, people who I thought were friends and people who I thought would show up and having that emotional toll of the financial friendships, you know, all of that, it just takes a toll and you think you're winning on one area and then it's like taken away and you're just wondering why is all, are these things happening and how much can I take? You'll be surprised. And I think a lot of that has to do with having the courage to really have faith and a friend of mine you know when I'm going through this and I call her friend because she was really a friend when I was going through all this said that I was so courageous and I said trust me when I'm going through all this I really wouldn't think as courage to describe me or my situation if anything I was saying horrible things that probably were not helping my situation 
Um, but she said I was courageous for having the faith and the outlook because I had said to her, I feel that all this is happening for me, not against me. And I felt like it was fun. I knew even when I didn't know that there was a lesson to be learned in all of this. I, I knew it. I knew it deep down that there was a reason that everything was falling apart. There was a reason that I couldn't rely on people. And I don't think that reason really had to do with them. I think the reason that it was falling apart even with people, even though it was emotionally painful, that it was happening for me, even when I didn't know it. Um, and when opportunities were being taken away and, and financial opportunities were being taken away, I knew deep down that there was a reason that all of this was happening. I just didn't know why. And I had to continue to tell myself that this is happening for me, not against me. This is happening for me, not against me. This is happening for me, not against me. And that's what I continue to tell myself so that I can get through all of this. Even when I didn't believe it, even when I felt like crap, even when emotionally I just couldn't take one more thing, I kept telling myself that, that this is happening for me and it's happening so that I can be moved the right way, so that I can go left when I'm trying to go right, when I'm trying to go down the street that I'm not supposed to be going. These are barriers that are being put up so that I can go the way that I need to. And I kept telling myself that because I needed to have that faith because then what would happen to me? And, you know, my friend said that that took courage because a lot of people would have chosen different. They would have gotten bitter. They would have gotten angry. And mind you, I'm not saying that I didn't feel all those emotions because I certainly did. I really didn't have time to be bitter. I needed to handle stuff. <laughs> but I certainly got angry. I certainly got really, really, really emotionally tangled. Um, but my faith in that this was being done for me had to be greater. And when she says, you know, people may choose different things, for me, that wasn't an option. That option wasn't available to me. The option to, I guess, give up, the option to get angry, you know, past and, and just continue to get more angry, more bitter, more whatever. I just, I didn't feel like that was an option for me. Because then what would happen to me? What would become of me? I'm someone's mother, I'm someone's friend, I'm someone's sister, I'm someone's family member. And most importantly, I needed me to believe that for me. I needed to have that faith for me. If no one else, if for no one else, I needed to have that faith for me so that I can get out of the situation and work through the situation. So those were the seven lessons that I learned this year. Number one, knowing the difference between your friends and acquaintances. Number two, humility. Number three, real empathy. Number four, letting go and learning to flow, letting go of that control. Number, f number five, that everything falls apart. But everything falls apart to guide you somewhere. Um, number six, it's not about rebuilding. Um, it's more about restructuring, replanning, and creating a new blueprint. And number seven, knowing that I'm stronger than I even thought I could be and that that is built around the faith and faith 
in your situation and having enough courage to continue to have that faith that when things are all falling apart, they're happening for you, not against you.